Who said you could be on the podcast? Hello, everyone. Hello. Yes, and welcome to another... (laughs) Apparently weird episode of Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I am your co-host, Heather. And I am Ben. Yes, you are Ben. Every day. Every, every day. So, Ben, tell me, you've, you've been hot on the trail of some breaking news. Oh, yes. Uh, we've got some breaking news. This actually broke September 18th. Now, I, wow. ha- I have to warn you, though. Oh. This is, this is, it is political, but you and I, we're not going to get political. Can we no, do that? No, we are unbiased always. Okay. Well, we're going to have to bring this up because it is automotive uh, repair related uh, and it's good information. It's so, interesting. It is interesting. So the president of the United States revoked the uh, California emissions waiver that was introduced in 1966, I believe. It was oh. in, in the late 60s. See, okay. smog was a huge problem in California. I don't know was? if you remember this. I, as a matter of fact, growing up, my, my father had one of those comic books that was a, it was a joke book, and it was nothing but California smog. It was, it was hilarious. Anyways, so California adopted stricter emission standards. They actually had to get a waiver from the federal government in order to do this. Okay. Well, the president just revoked that. So what I want to talk about is what so, that means for us. Yeah, so, so does that mean, hey, get it together, California? Or does that mean... Well, right now, we're not sure what it means okay. because it affects the, the, uh, the automakers, essentially. Oh, okay. Now, in New York, New York state law has... Uh... All right, so I'm trying to break this down. Please do. <laughs> Please try harder. Yeah. Let's talk about exhaust. This is where it pertains the most to us because New York state law says that if the car was built in California, then that car or maintains commission, uh, California emission standards, that car in New York by law has to maintain that emission standard, meaning I can't put a federal catalytic converter on a California emissions car. So my question was, now that this waiver has been revoked, has that changed? And I had to reach out to our exhaust representative, and I got an answer from them. Wow. Because what this would mean if this were the case, that our catalytic converters, when it need to be replaced, would be considerably less expensive. Oh, okay. That would be cool. However, Mm. the California waiver, uh, and this is according to my exhaust rep, had to do with greenhouse gases and fuel economy. And catalytic converters fall under the category of air pollution, so it doesn't apply. So effectively, this revoking of this emission standards today changes nothing. Today. It could have some implications in the future. But for those of you who are wondering about the catalytic converters, there you go. So, to be continued. To be continued. All right. That's, that's good, so that there's nothing we have to worry about now, but... We'll just see how that's. Well, the only thing we have to worry about, you know, is breathing clean air. We do like to do that (laughs) on occasion. So I have some some weird news for you. It's not quite breaking, but I found it. Hey, I like weird news. 
really fun. As long as it's not weird political news. It's again about Tesla because I'm I, apparently I'm super into the Tesla. All right. I, I remember that Tesla leaf blower I haven't gotten yet. Maybe I can get it for Christmas. Christmas is coming up, buddy. So we're going we're gonna to stay in California, apparently, but we're now in Fremont, okay? Okay. So the police department there actually has a Tesla Model S police car. Nice. Yes, and they have been, quote, unquote, thrilled with the Tesla's performance as a police cruiser. Thrilled. Thrilled. So I think that's pretty cool. Unfortunately... Someone threw a wrench in this happy story. Oh, look at that. You, you did, did a repair there? pun. Thanks. <laughs> I tried so hard with that. So, so what happened is that the shift before the, the incident apparently forgot to plug it in. <laughs> okay, I can see where this is going. And so they're in the middle of a, an exciting police chase, and the officer's like, hey, guys, I'm going to have to bail out here because the battery's dying and so yeah want want oh boy that's what happened there you know the, the more i think about this this is actually probably a really good idea in a tesla you could sneak up on the bad guys so much easier because you know there's no engine noise only if you plug it in right so let's, let's note plug to self it in. Plug, plug your it car in, in. Mm-hmm. yes so that's my weird car news for the week that's pretty good yeah so we are going to revisit our car myths. I like to call it car myths strike back. Is that a Star Wars reference? No. Okay. Completely <laughs> uncopyrighted and trademarked. <laughs> so I actually, I want to I stump the chump again. Let's see if I can do that this week. So I have three myths that I would like you to either confirm or debunk. Are you ready? As ready as I will ever be. Okay, this is good to know. Myth number one. Yes. Fuel, oh, fuel additives improve your engine's performance. I know that so many people swear by it. They're dumping that stuff in there. They're just throwing money in their you know, car tank, basically. Okay. So this is another controversial one, we'll say. But this is a two-parter. Yes and no. Oh, good. Yeah. No in the sense that if your car is in perfectly running order, then you're not really going to change that. And you got to, and there are different kind of additives. Um, you have octane boosters, which we talked about before. There's no sense in boosting your octane if the car is already running on the octane of fuel that it's supposed to. Okay. You have cleaners, and this is where it mm. will it will improve your performance if your car is affected by some kind of gunk or some buildup on fuel injectors or something like that, and it cleans them, you will see gas improvement. Probably not enough to, you know, change that little number on your dashboard uh. that, that you continue to watch. But long-term speaking, yes, uh, it, it can improve it if your car is not running correctly. And another one is like dry gas. So if you've got gas that's been sitting in the tank for a while and the moisture rise, uh, rises, oh. the, the dry gas you put in there, it bonds with the moisture and mixes it all up so that uh, a lot of the old car collectors that bed their cars down for the winter will put uh, dry gas or some sort of additive in their fuel tank to p- help protect against that. Do you do that, old car collector? I do do that. You do do that. I do do that. All right, that's good to know. And there was also an EPA study that uh, kind of backs this up. They tested over 100 fuel additive products and did not report any kind of significant engine performance uh, increase or fuel mileage increase. No statistical significance. All right. Good. 
How was that? That was fabulous. Are you ready for myth number two? Yes. All right. It's another kind of fluidy thing. Ready? Fluidy. Fluidy. Flu- fluidity? Nope. Fluidy. Fluidy. Okay. Don't correct my made up word. <laughs> if your brake fluid is low, all you got to do is refill it and your problem is solved. <laughs> His, okay. I wish you guys could see his face. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and say no. There's a reason your brake fluid is low. and Right, it evaporated, and now you need some more. You used it, and so you just got to... No, no, I, no mm. I, don't, I don't think so. Um, so brake fluid goes low for, for two reasons. One, you have a leak. Oh. And if, you're, if you need to add more fluid, that's not going to stop the leak so you still have a problem can you put stop leak in your no don't ever ever never ever 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 never ever 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 never ever put anything in your brake fluid besides brake fluid yes sir oh wow sorry that's just so dangerous i to make sure that that was a very very long disclaimer uh and dot three and dot four you can mix but if it calls for dot three, put dot three in. If it calls for dot four, put dot four in it. Dot five, you cannot mix. Dun dun dun. Just if anybody was wondering. The other reason your brake fluid can be low is because the pad material has gone low, which means the calipers or other brake hydraulics have to move further. So the hydraulic fluid goes further down the line, uh-huh. and that lowers the fluid in the master. Which means you need to get those replaced right. anyway. Right. So if you just add more brake fluid, that's not going to add more pad life to your <laughs> brake pads. Okay. That makes so, sense. So, yes, if you have low brake fluid, just go do yourself a favor and go get your brakes inspected. That seems like a good plan. And never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever put anything but brake fluid in your master cylinder. You heard it here, folks. You were chastised soundly here, folks. All right, so let's do our last car myth for you. And I have a feeling you're going to enjoy this one. Okay. All right, so I bought a car. and Congratulations. Thank you. What'd you get? Um, I got a Toy- Toyota Camry back, uh, you know, it was not new. It was like two years ago. Yeah, but I remember that. You remember that. You were there. So I know, I know that I need to go to the dealer to get all of my, my car service repairs and whatever Why because if i don't do that then the warranty's not valid right oh is that is that what is that what you think is that the myth that's the myth that's interesting mm-hmm. um i can tell you with all ferverness fervorosity as long as we're making up words fervorosity that is untrue because in 1975, the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act was adopted. Do, 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 do. And I'm not going to go into what it, it's basically for all consumer products, but cars are also covered in this. Basically, what it means is that you do not have to get your vehicle serviced at the dealer in order to maintain the warranty. However, what you need to do and you should be doing is documenting all of your maintenance that you do get done to it. So let's say you go to an independent repair shop to have the oil changed or you go to your local Valvoline or you, let's say you even do it yourself. You need to save that receipt or if you're doing yourself, document when you did it and keep it. Because if something ever does break on the car that's under the warranty, they're going to want proof that the car was serviced. 
as long as it was serviced by somebody, even yourself, then it backs up the warranty. Oh, that's cool. I mean, as long as you're doing, like, I probably should not be servicing my own vehicle. <laughs> you know? Well, we should keep it in the hands of somebody with some expertise. You do it yourselfers. I give them all the credit in the world. Uh, I don't know how a, to do it. There's a lot of mechanically inclined people, but if you don't know what you're doing, sometimes it's best to let the professional handle it. And if you do know what you're doing, just write it down. Absolutely. That's Keep awesome. records of it. All right. And the last thing I will say about, uh, say about this, there's also a lot of states that are developing right to repair acts. And this is for software related things and uh, mm. technical stuff for your car. Because everything's are, computer now. Yeah. People are actually changing the software in their car's computers and the manufacturers are saying this is violating the warranty. Oh. And the states are fighting this back. So more to, more to come on that later. More to be continued. So basically, I don't have to go to the dealer. I can go to any independent repair shop. I can go anywhere I want. Anywhere it's, you want. Okay. It's, it's kind of scary, too, because they don't have to have any kind of certifications or license or anything like that, just as long as they perform maintenance and it's documented. Okay. I'm going to stick with my certification people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is certainly not, a, uh, that is not an endorsement to send your car anywhere. Right. Well, I'd like to change gears if I could. Is that another automotive pun? That one just came up out of nowhere. Oh, wow. You're really revving it up. <laughs> Every dad, all, all, one, all two dads that listen to this are just <laughs> beaming with pride right now. So, you know, we're at the end of September now. Hard to believe, but yes, the leaves are. are changing. The nights are getting cooler. I love the fall. It's my favorite. But we're coming into October, and I think you know this, that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I do know this. And, you know, the breast cancer awareness and education research, this has always been something that's been very near to dear, near and dear to our hearts Absolutely. at Shonato. And this will be the second year in a row that we've done, we've kind of partnered with the Breast Cancer Coalition of Rochester. Great people over there. Yes. And, you know, Rochester in itself, it's, you know, it's, it's a problem everywhere, obviously. But in, in the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, every year, almost 1,000 women are diagnosed with breast cancer. That's insane. And almost 165 women die every year. And that's not even counting the men. So... These people at the BCCR, they just do such amazing work. And we're actually going to have Lori Meath come over and talk to us next time to kind of tell us a little bit about what they do over there. But we wanted to kind of get a jump on this because we'll tell us what we're going to do in October, Ben. So this will be our second year that we're uh, running our regular maintenance extraordinary care campaign. So what we do is anybody who comes into the shop and does some kind of regular maintenance to their vehicle, we are going to donate 10% of those proceeds to the Breast Cancer Coalition of Rochester. That's awesome. So if you need any kind of regular maintenance on your car, bring it to us and you'll know that you'll be doing something good for your car and you'll be doing something great for the community. Absolutely. Uh, regular maintenance includes anything from fluid changes to tune-ups, uh, anything that uh, the manufacturer recommends on your car on a mileage-based service. Uh, unfortunately, we, we don't offer uh, oil changes as part of it, 
but there is a lot of other stuff that uh, that we can do. And we raised almost $650 last year, and we're really hoping that we can beat that this oh, year. Oh, absolutely. If you need more information, you can just check out our website, and they will kind of it will break down what's going on with that as soon as the clock ticks October 1st. We will have something up there for everybody to see. So if you can, um, take advantage of that. We'd love to see you at the shop, and I know a lot of people in the community would thank you for that. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. You got anything, any other puns? <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm all waiting? Out, I'm all out of punny. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Thank so, you so much for joining us, everyone. As always, if you have anything that you want us to talk about or if you'd like to share some stories of your own, please send us a message on Facebook or you can tweet, tweet at me. At Sean Auto, that's S C H O E N Auto. And we look forward to hearing from you. Have a great week. Bye.